Ooh, wow, Jake. I'm not sure I've ever witnessed a game like that in my life where the ebbs and flow were just all over the place, where Alabama looked good, then they looked like they had never seen a football before in their life. Uh, Jake, I just – I'm almost spe- speechless at this point in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I am too. Uh, I had to come in and uh, – or- and uh, take some blood pressure medicine because I know my heart rate and my, my blood pressure is probably sky high. But, man, you know, I was on edge the entire game. I was not expecting it to be like that. Um, just from the previous week, what had happened, you know, Alabama, I know it's Chattanooga, but they come out on all facets and just dominating the entire game. Auburn struggled against New Mexico State and lost, uh, and not just by like three. I mean, they got convincingly beat by New Mexico State and then, you know, this one's the Iron Bowl, man, and, and and again that voodoo, it's it's ridiculous. So, you know, just a big sigh of relief for sure. Yeah, I mean it really is. And and welcome in everybody to our instant reaction show here on the Bleacher Report mobile app. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Stacy Blackwood. That's Jake Thomas. We are Tide Talk Live on YouTube. So make sure you check us out there, uh, and make sure you let us know your thoughts on today's Iron Bowl matchup there in the chat as well. We got, do have a couple polls up already. Um, uh, player of the game, Milro Bond, or somebody else on a scale from one to ten. How bad do you hate Jordan Hare Stadium? Yeah, I I, I just want to start there, Jake. Once one you 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 think it can't get any crazier in that place, and it does. It, it just it always surpasses it. I mean, you go all the way back. I don't even want to mention it, the kick six, Jake. But even the the game before that, when Auburn played Georgia, they had the prayer. What they call the prayer at Jordan Hare, where they make a miracle hail mary to beat them. Uh, mm-hmm. You talk about the 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 way that the the events unfolded uh, in 2019 with Bo Nix and and how. A lot just had to go right for Auburn there at the end of the game for them to get the win, and they got it. Then you go back to, to 2021 when Bryce Young has to lead a 97-yard touchdown drive to tie the game and send it into overtime. And then today, Jake, uh, Alabama gets fortunate. Auburn muffs a punt. We get the ball back. We're driving the ball. We're, we have it uh, second and goal, and we decide to snap it when, when nobody's ready, lose 15, 20 yards. Then Milrow, for some reason, doesn't just run it and pick up some yardage. He tries to go across the line of scrimmage, come back and throw it. Loss of down, five-yard penalty. And then what's going to go down, honestly, Jake, is one of the biggest throws in Alabama football history. He connects with Isaiah Bond for a touchdown on fourth and goal. Where, where, was, the, where was the ball at, like the 25? It might be the 35. I mean, I can't remember. It, it, was, but, it was bad. Oh, he hits. He throws an absolute dime to the corner to the pylon. I mean, the the yeah. play the play I'm sure is is throw it to the pylon and give your guy a chance. And I, it's he unbelievable. <laughs> he did. Isaiah Bond made a great, incredible clutch catch. And man, for his and I, we're going to get into this, Jake, because you got you got to enjoy the win while we're in this moment because a win is a win, especially against your arch rival. But Jake Alabama did everything in this game to lose the game. They could not get out of their own way. It almost looked a lot like the Texas game, Jake, where just penalties or just miscues at the wrong time nearly come back to bottom, and it just takes a miracle, and I'm not afraid to say it, lucky play to win. But, hey, I'll take it. Yeah, you know, everybody lives off analytics these days. I wonder what the analytic was, you know, of Alabama's chances to win 
on fourth and goal at their 20, 20 either 25 or 35 yard line. You know, Stacy's going to look it up. I guarantee you it's probably like a point zero 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 one percent chance because I mean, honestly, uh, what was what we're, I watched the game at just right next door. That's what we was talking about. You that's the only play you can make right there is in the corner of that end zone. And and it it was made, thankfully, you know, and uh, but I guarantee it was 30, 31 yards, by the way, 31 yards. So, I mean, I bet the analytics on that said Alabama's chances to win that game at that moment was none. Pretty much. Well, and, and Coach Saban kind of summed it up right. He said, "We've went, we've had a lot of crazy games uh, in this stadium, and it was nice to have one crazy finish go our way." And no kidding, I mean that that is just one of the most unbelievable plays in Alabama football history. It really is. I'm not being hyperbolic; yeah. just living in the moment. Uh, considering this, Jake, regard if they lose that game, it don't matter what they do to Georgia next week. It, they could right. beat them a hundred or nothing. They're not getting the playoff with two losses. Nope. Not. So, with all that was on the line, the in-state rivalry to come through and make that play is uh, – it's un, it's unbelievable. It really is. And, you know, I mean, the truth is, Jake, <clears throat> rivalry aside, I got a lot of close friends that are Auburn – I got a lot of close friends that are Auburn fans. I got family yep. members that are, that are Auburn fans. I hate it for them. I really do. It's that's a, that's a crappy way to lose. But, I mean, it's football. It happens. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, like you said, we have family that's Auburn, Auburn fans. Uh, we know some some folks who uh, – mutual friends who are Auburn fans. Um, you know, I, I hate it, you know, for, for them in that aspect, but I'm loving it for us. Again, I think it was already said in the chat, there are things that we, you know, we'll talk about later that we've got to mm-hmm. work on, sure. Uh, but maybe this is a, a confidence boost to the team coming out and, and having a big moment like that um, coming to, to a week of, and get get yourself a pair because you know, man, that I, I know them boys. You know they fought hard all night. Just like you said, that voodoo just seemed like nothing was going our way. We we couldn't really get out like get out of our own way, like you said. And honestly, you know when when the quarterback on the offense quarterback only threw Peyton Payne threw only threw for like like ninety yards, I think, and, and only thrown like maybe six times. But I mean, he was running the ball against us, and uh, and they was running the ball effectively, you know. And I really felt like if they was going to have success and have a chance to win this game, they was going to have to run the ball. But the way we have stopped the run this year, I thought we was going to handle that, and we didn't. So we got to work on. We got a lot to work on. So I'm just yeah, no doubt. But I, I'll say this about their running game: they, they they had a lot of success running the ball in Georgia too when they played them. They it's just they they do a really good job of executing what they do on the ground. And and I thought Alabama defensively in the second half was much better uh, against the run, especially against the backs. Now they did allow Thorne to get a couple plays, uh, but it, against the running backs in the second half, they didn't really do much of anything. Right. So I thought that, I thought Kevin Steele and those guys did a good job defensively. And and when they needed stops there late in the game, the defense came through and got stops. And what's so funny? You talked about how it didn't seem like anything was going Alabama's way. The, I swear, I, I will put my hand on the Bible and swear this is true. Right before we punted the ball and they muffed it, I looked at my wife and I said, something good is bound to happen to us eventually in this game because every mm-hmm. every bounce has went Auburn's way. And sure yeah. enough, he muffs the punt and we get it. And the rest is history. And it's just a crazy finish, uh, an unbelievable finish, something that we'll never forget, Jake, and uh, just an unbelievable moment. And Alabama's playoff hopes are still alive. But, Jake, right. 
uh, as we now dive into to looking at this game, the truth is, Jake, Alabama had a chance to put this game away early, and and mental mistakes once again come back back to bottom. I mean, uh, you look at, at Kendrick Law scores a touchdown, Jake, and the dude, I think it's Dupree gets called for a holding, and it was a hold, but he didn't have to hold the dude. Law was already past him. That dude wasn't going to make the play anyway. So it's just – it's plays like that. You go back to Milrow. We had two touchdowns called back for, for penalties. Milrow throws it once he's already passed the line of scrimmage to Nyblack for a touchdown. All Milrow's got to do is tuck the ball and run it there, and he at least picks up a first down, Yeah, maybe a touchdown. So, And I know we're being nitpicky, but you get in close games like this when you don't do the little things right. And Alabama did not do the little things right today in this game. And, and then they had some penalties in, in opportune times, and – uh, and that's what kept Auburn this football game. And give Auburn credit; they made plays when they had to make them. But uh, I just I go back to especially in that first half, Jake. Alabama left so much on the field. Anytime you have two touchdowns called back for penalties, that is huge, and that just gives the other team a lot of confidence. Especially a team like Auburn playing at home, keeping that crowd in the game, and 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 Alabama somehow miraculously was able to come away with a win. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I, I I'm like you. I'm still speechless. But you know, there there are some positives, and one of the positives I want to talk about, and, and we we've talked about it for for several weeks now, the how the growth of the offensive line ha, has continued. And I know Miller got sat one time, but I think it was out of the pocket when he was when he was scrambling, and uh, it was a bad side guy who got him. But when he's in the pocket. I mean, that pocket has been clear for him the last several weeks, and and that is a growth. There was one play especially, I, I think it was in the second quarter, and, and I mentioned this, but Caden Proctor, um, they they rushed the guy on the outside, but you always taught his lineman block inside first and then, and then go to the outside. He blocked his guy inside, let him go, which allowed that guy to get free, but he went back out and, and, and hit this guy out here, which kind of disrupted him, but Jalen was able to get a pass off. Uh, and and uh, so you know the offensive line is growing. Caden Proctor has gotten a lot better uh, overall. Uh, besides that that missed snap, uh, and there was another time where it felt like it, it got snapped premature, but but uh, we was able to to make a little bit out of it. But other than that, the offensive line is starting to to play within itself and starting to play a lot better now. Yeah, Steven says teach Milro where the line of scrimmage is. Yeah. I don't. Oh, think, that's a that's such a rare penalty to get, and it happened twice in one game. Yeah. But hey, but some somebody help me out with this, and and maybe I should know this. Is it illegal to cross the line of scrimmage and then come back and throw it? I guess so. I didn't. I wasn't sure. I, I'm not sure on that. Yeah, I'm not either. And the other thing, since we're talking about that, since when is it is it legal to have three guys in motion and snap the ball when when all three guys are in motion still? Well, you know, if if you start with three guys in motioning, it's fine. But when you have right. one guy already moving, yeah, and then you send two guys in motion, that's illegal motion. It is, yeah. But they didn't get called, and we got a they gave it was on fourth down too, and they gave yeah. him a first down. I mean, yeah. I, I, just, I was I was so weird. That that's what I was talking about. There was so much crazy stuff going on in that game, and like I said, I looked at my wife and said, "Something's eventually going to have to go our way," and then they, they muffed the punt and. Mm -hmm. uh, it's unbelievable what 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 a way to 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 end the regular season with that win. And for those who don't realize, Terry on honor was ruled out at the three yard line, so he did not get that last pick six to end the game. That would have been kind of some nice icing on the kick, even though I'm pretty sure it was a safety 
the play before anyway. But yeah, uh, looking I at the receiver stats, looking at the receiver stats there, Jake, since you got those pulled up, mm-hmm. the way that that Burton and Bond stepped up, Jake, in this game, huge. And and by the way, Burton got robbed of a first down catch as well. Oh the, my the, gosh! There was clearly about a two inch <laughs> patch of grass in between his his toes and the sideline, and somehow they missed that play. Uh, so it's just one. It's just one of those days where Alabama just had to keep not only battling, and I, I'm not blaming the officials because they were bad all the way around. I mean, they were they were just crap. They're always bad. Yeah. But by the way, this was the same crew that called the Tennessee game in Knoxville last year. So nobody should be surprised at how awful they are. Yeah, and you know, I, I was sitting there on on uh, on Burton's first down catch or, or third down catch where where they took it away from him. But you know, I saw the patch of grass. You know, and I'm I'm about ten feet away from the TV watching the game. And uh, and I don't have all the computers and all the fancy things where I can blow an image up like they do at the SEC headquarters in Birmingham to to get closer to that image. It's like ah, we don't see nothing. It's not what's going to you know stand is called. I'm like really, I saw the patch of black grass. How can you not see it? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's crazy. You know, and and look, you're not always going to play your best. And Alabama def- definitely did not play their best, but they still squeak out a win on the road against their rival. And, and Jake, I, I just – I keep going back to Alabama just could not get out of their own way. I mean, mm-hmm. Kendrick Law – Jalen Miro makes a nice run there in the third quarter, I believe, uh, to set us up. Oh, it's yeah. going to be – it's going uh, to be, what, first and goal inside the inside the uh, the five-yard line. Kendrick Law gets an illegal blindside block. So, it's just – just little things like that just killed momentum for Alabama throughout the game. Will Rockard misses a kick, which is not like him. He's only missed three all season long. So uh, just uh, he's now he's tied for the record, by the way. He's got one more point to go, and he will be the NCAA's all time leading uh, touchdown or uh, points leader. So that, that's huge as well. Um, what's Dominic? He just said it. Well, it was even weird that the ref that was further away said it wasn't a catch. Yeah, the one who was closest to the play caught yes, it. Yes, as the soon next- as it come down, he ran up and said catch. Yeah, and the guy that's forty yards down the field. No, he didn't catch it. Yeah, I'm like, how can you see it? You know, I. But anyway, that and you know, I, I I said this for for I left from from uh, we 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 have we had our Thanksgiving up next door with. Uh, with some family and, and friends and stuff. And before I left coming out here to the, to the postgame show, I, I said, I feel like Alabama is going to play a much better game next week because it's just something – like we talked about earlier, again, the show says, it's just that juju down there. It's just something about playing at Jordan Hare that – and it's not just Alabama that it affects. It affects everybody because, remember, I mean, Georgia had to, go, had to score a touchdown. It was well into the fourth quarter before they took over the lead when they played them, you know, this year. So – and they only won by seven. So I mean, the number one team in the country escapes Jordan Hare with a seven point win. I mean, there's some there's some juju down there, and they I don't know what it is. They they just come come to play at their house, and 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 I really blame Alabama. Like like we have mentioned, you kept that crowd going into well into the fourth quarter in order to to seal a win down there. Convincingly, you got to take that crowd out of. It. But we let them in there, and the entire game, and it really affected us. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to take anything away from Auburn today because they mm-hmm. played really well, they uh, did. and 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 they executed what they wanted to do really well. But Jake Alabama kept them in that game with their miscues. I mean, yep. two touchdowns called back. Uh, another opportunity where they're going to have first and goal inside the five gets called back for a block in the back. Just just little things like that, Jake. It keeps Auburn in the game when Alabama has a chance to kind of put the nail in the coffin 
and they just can't do it because they can't get out of their own way. Another situation where Alabama couldn't, and, and it didn't, it didn't hurt them. But Amari Nyblack, it's third and four. Oh, he yeah. catches the ball. All he's got to do is fall forward, and he gets the first down. And he's out there trying to juke like he's Jalen Waddle. I know. <laughs> I, you, I mean, you need that much further to go. Just fall down and get the first down. We. It uh-huh. just seems like in certain situations, Jake, this team just loses its mind. And yeah. and and you can't do that against Georgia. You do that right. against Georgia, they'll, they'll beat you. So yep. uh, next week, Alabama better be ready to play and ready to be be able to execute their game plan. Not do anything foolish. Not do anything crazy. Just just play the next play and execute what's in front of you. And if Alabama does that, Jake, they'll be in that game with Georgia, and they could even beat the Bulldogs. Yeah, I agree, Stacey. Uh, you know, going going uh, to the uh, to to more of the uh, stats here. You know, offensively or the rushing attack, I really I really was fine with. They they had some uh, some good showing. Uh, McClellan, I felt like he was running hard early. Then then Roydell come in, blowing his his head, getting a couple pops in. You know, um, so the Russian attack with Milrow, of course, uh, showing out. I, I was fine with the Russian attack. I feel like it's getting stronger each and every week. Well, the offensive line to me is playing so much better. And, and the only time Auburn really was able to stop the run is if they if they were blitzing their safeties with with eight and nine guys in the box. When it was when it was an even box, Auburn could not stop the run. But late in that game, you saw Auburn really crowding the box and blitzing those safeties to to help get an extra body down there around the line of scrimmage and. And, and I thought overall Alabama kind of had their way offensively. They just could not finish drives because of – they just couldn't get out of their own way. I mean, it's just as simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. And how about Lawson? You know, he – he you know, he was hurt. He come in and, you know, they, they kind of did have their way running the ball on us. But like you said, it kind of got better in the second half. Uh, I think a big part of that was Lawson being back there to, to do uh, the calls and stuff. I'm glad he's back and healthy. Uh, you can tell the team's a lot better with him on the field for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And and you know, you look at the defensive stats. I th- I thought that uh, Dallas Turner played really well today. I thought mm-hmm. uh, Justin Aboyby played really well. Um, you know, those two guys. I, I thought Malachi Moore had a little bit of an off night. He 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 got caught looking in certain areas. Jalen Key had a little bit of a rough night as well. But. Uh, what what I liked about the defense, Jake, is regardless of what happened the first 50 minutes of the game, late in the fourth quarter, Jake, when they needed to get stops, they got them. And yep. and, and and then, you know, the offense was able to score there at the end, and, and then, then they come up huge. I, I know it was going to be a long shot for Auburn to even get in the field goal range at the end, Jake, but, man, we our pass rush was just on fire those final two plays of the game. <laughs> Yeah, they were there. I mean, you you have guys that, that's you know they probably was only blitzing maybe three or four at the time, but they was getting after it. So yeah, you know. and I want I want to go back to this because somebody mentioned the whole reason that they made the play was because of protection from the offensive line. I'm going to go back and I'm going to say this, and I'll say this till I'm red in the face. But I don't care what situation, no situation in football ever calls for just a three man rush, right? I'm sorry. There's there's no reason if you can't cover with seven guys, I then there's something wrong. And Auburn <laughs> on that last play, thankfully, rush three gave Jalen Milrose 67 minutes at back there to see where he's mm-hmm. going to throw it. Allowed Isaiah Bond to basically come across the field in the end zone. Uh, and for some reason, I also noticed why was that corner playing him man to man? Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. 
Yeah. Like it looked like everybody else was basically in some sort of zone or in some kind of area, you know, but four was following 17 and it kind of worked out perfect. It did. Yep. So I, you know, that, that was something else I, I, I noticed as well. Uh, that last play for, for them, they, they were on that play particularly, they, they were in zone coverage, but that one guy. Yeah. Was, that was, was that was very strange. Yeah. It was very yeah. strange. That, that whole, obviously the whole thing is strange because it's not every day you convert a fourth and, goal from the 31 yard line to win again. I mean yeah and it, so around that that same time you know uh Gary Danielson we all love Gary and thank God he's gone after next week but he said well maybe Alabama can kick a field goal here we got 40 seconds left on the clock with two timeouts yeah we're, if we had three time, yeah, yeah if we had three timeouts then that is something worth considering but when you only right. have two the game's over if you <laughs> I'm like, what? So, uh, anyway, that's, that's just another funny bit from Gary Danglison, you know. He so, overthinks everything. Yeah, he does. But uh, Y'all keep y'all keep the interaction coming in the, in the live chat. Jay Freshwater says, Lane Kiffin, glad he didn't take the job. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I think Auburn's going to be fine under Hugh Freeze. I really do. I know that's not going to yeah. be a popular opinion among Bama fans, but Hugh Freeze is a good football coach. Yeah, I mean he's he's been in Alabama twice, and when he was at Ole Miss, I mean they they really they had good teams there. They didn't really have anything other than than Alabama Alabama's win against them that that mattered because Alabama ended up those two years, you know, still playing for the for the SC championship, you know, and uh, so they have he he's a good coach. He's going to do good for Auburn. I just you know I I I think Lane would have would have overthink a lot of things if he was at Auburn right now because I love Lane to death, but he, he does a lot of overthinking in big games like this. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I Well, and here's the thing, though. He was kind of in a in a bad spot. I mean, the, right. the SEC is expanding. Now not only do you have to – his two biggest rivals are the, are, are, are the two powerhouses of college football in Alabama and Georgia. You got LSU down the road. Uh, you got Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC as well. So it's just uh, – it's it's rough right now for Auburn. It's going to be hard for them to be a consistently good, you know, nine-win football team. So their fans are going to have to be patient because if they're expecting to go ten and two every year or better, then you know that's they're just setting themselves up for failure. Yep, they are. But Alabama, Jake, they get the win, twenty-seven to twenty-four, unbelievable fashion. I, I'm still trying to process it. If you can't tell. Uh, you look there at the total yards. Auburn only had 337 yards. That's pretty good defense. I mean, you hold a team under 350 yards. That's pretty good. Alabama yeah. 259 yards passing. Auburn just 93. Alabama, Alabama, a real balanced attack. Basically, 200 yeah. yards rushing and 250 yards passing. You'll take that every day of the week. But you see those eight penalties that really hurt Alabama. But mm -hmm. Auburn's three turnovers, Jake. Three turnovers. Mm -hmm. And, and of course, the, the, the one yeah, at the end, the one at the end, yeah. don't really count. Just two, two turnovers. Yeah, but and that right there is the biggest thing for me. One sack on the day, and like I said, that was when Milro was scrambling out of the pocket and had somebody behind him. You know, mm -hmm. he was trying to make a play. Other than that, the offensive line has been solid, man. I, I'm so glad to see it because a lot of people have been talking about about the offensive line all year, and and me and you both have said, you know, give them time. They usually get better under Saban as the year goes on, and look, look at them now. Yep. Yeah, Ben Ross says drive killer showed up today. Yeah, we, we've been talking mm -hmm. about that a lot in this, yeah. in this show. It's just – it was one of those days where Alabama could not get out of their own way and then somehow miraculously made the play at the end that mattered to win the game 27-24. 
And Jake, I Peyton Thorne, five of 16, 91 yards, two interceptions. Man, whew, that's a rough game. But yeah, you see yeah. there that 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 Hunter played good. Austin played good. Uh, Thorne had a couple nice runs, but only 3.8 yards of carry. So you you can kind of live with that. Um, right. Of course, some of those yards are taken off by sacks, but uh, unbelievable, Jake. I know. It, and I, I'm still going to process it for a day because, you know, I'm going to have to go back and watch this game, you know, probably tomorrow or sometime, sometime this week. That way I'm, you know, I won't be on as edge, you know, and uh, and try try to see some some things and, and see you know some some things I may have missed during the game, but uh, you know, great win. I hope it's a great confidence booster for for the week because you know we got the Georgia Bull, Bulldogs next week and uh, we got to get prepared for them. Yeah, and you got to play good against those guys if you want to beat them. So uh, play, playing like they did today will not get the job done. So hopefully they'll show up and, and execute things a little better. I'm sure it'll be a little easier to execute uh, at a neutral site instead of uh, in the Indian Barrel Graveyard or whatever it is down there at Jordan Hare Stadium. Yeah, and and going back to our polls, you know, uh, play the game of seven for Milrow, four for Isaiah Bond, uh, and then your um, your the the Jordan Hay or Jordan Hare Stadium hate. Uh, of course, Tim is the only correct answer, of course. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I agree, Stacey. I think we're going to play a lot better next week because, again, it's just that juju down there that, that not only affects Alabama, it affects all teams that they go down there, unless you're Mexico State, apparently. They just don't care about juju, apparently. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, um, I think we're going to be okay. We've got some things to clean up. It's a good teaching moment for, for practice, and uh, we'll see how it goes uh, goes next week. It's, it's going be, to be a great game, man. No doubt about it. All right, Alabama finishes the regular season 11-1, and 8-0 and the in the SEC, and now they have a date with the Georgia Bulldogs in the SEC championship game and a chance to be SEC champs one more time and take down the reigning two-time defending national champs. So it's going to be a lot of fun to look at that throughout the week. Make sure you join us at Tide Talk Live as we do that. Uh, thanks so much to Bleacher Report for having us on here each and every week, and we'll be back again next week for the SEC Championship game as well. So, guys, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you tune in next week. But until then, roll tide. Roll tide.